fresh horses keep dragging me away. I'm going to sing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good during, goof. I like during that. The, during the episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm obviously going to splice in the, the sound sample from Brian Blessed on Black Adder. Fresh horses! <laughs> Very good goofs. Ripe. Yeah. Ripe with comedy. <laughs> ripe with comedy sugars. Mm. Okay. Smell that ripe comedy. I'm going to call you on my, com- on my compi. On my compi oh, guys. you used to call me on my cell phone. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set, a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I'm Nathan Hunt. That's me. And, I, and I'm Cameron DeWitt. And that's him. That's, and that's him. <laughs> today we're talking about an album called Fresh Horses by Garth Brooks. One of the most compelling album titles <laughs> ever written. Uh, I mean, it's an, it is an actual, I mean, it's a phrase, I guess, like... It is. If you were, Does if you it were mean like, they have like placental goo on them? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> it's the horse mix to ignition. Um, no, I, I mean, I mean, if you're like a nobleman or a knight or something way back in the day, and you were riding hard to get somewhere fast, uh, so to speak, you would ride horses either ride on the horse or ride in like a carriage and then you go to an inn and then you'd swap them out for fresh horses that hadn't been so oh. exhausted from galloping all used up all used up horses yeah yeah why <laughs> why is he call it so that begs the question is this album fresh horses or is it just kind of like more of the same garth <laughs> is it <laughs> or is it all used up horses I think it's all used up horses. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah. uh, Spoiled horses. (laughs) Uh, Um, Horses in the wind. It's, it's fine. Is it? It's not, it's not offensive. I don't think. That's true. I, I felt pretty much nothing. I mean, one thing, (laughs) one thing I noticed about this album is there's a total lack of earworms. Garth usually has like, super yes. catchy songs or moments or like song conceits that like kind of stick in your head and get in your yeah. craw. Uh, but I listened to this album once a day or two ago. And again today at, during my lunch break, and I remember nothing about it now, Cameron, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't say I feel that different. Um, yeah, we, we really got away from this one. It did not catch us. Yep. Uh, here's a quote from Garth. Everyone was expecting this album to be pop. Everyone said we were leaving, and then in parentheses, country. Mm. Uh, leaving the country. For the first time ever, I was involved <laughs> in eight of the ten cuts. Uh, so it's a huge reflection of myself. It's the things I enjoy singing about. I got to sing about the band on the road. I got mm. to sing about cowboys, and more importantly, the woman, the women who put up with those cowboys. And rodeos, because and, God knows he and, hasn't sung about any of those topics before. Yeah. His very first rodeo song on this album. 
Yeah, it's there's a lot of rodeo. He's just <laughs> God damn, there's a lot of fucking rodeo. Really riding that bronc. <sighs> yep. Um the if you look this album up on Wikipedia, you'll be taken to a disambiguation page asking you if you mean the Garth Brooks album or you mean the 1988 coming of age movie starring Molly Ringwald. Oh, uh, interesting. Which is itself based on a play. So I don't know if the title is a reference to that, but uh, Wikipedia has some fun things to say about the character that Molly Ringwald plays and says her name, Jewel. Jewel is all mystery and trailer park at the same time. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Mystery and trailer park together again for the first time. So let's talk about this uh, album art. <laughs> <laughs> it's a departure. Off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Yeah. It, there's no shirts. Absolutely no shirts. And Not no bods. Not a single shirt. No. They're, it's sort of a, a recursive um, Garth glance. Um, I can only... So it's 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 a close-up on his uh, left eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and on then Lisa Left in, Eye Lopez. In the in the reflection uh, on the right side of his left iris is uh, what I can only assume is Garth's face, um, and then I guess we're meant to assume that inside of that iris is Garth's face again and again into infinity. Yeah, it's MC um, Escher's little known portrait of Garth Brooks, <laughs> and it's all blue. It's in like a sexy blue, like like ultraviolet. Or not blue. It's like it's like night. It's like dark with like a blue light. Yeah, that's why we call him Mister Blue. Yeah, because of this album, yeah. Time Travel. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what happened in 1995: Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, so, Oklahoma. Yeah. Garth's Garth's Homa uh, was <laughs> bombed. Uh, I don't Timothy know all McVay. the details. I get Timothy McVeigh, and is there someone else too? I don't know if there's anyone with name recognition, yeah. but they use footage from that uh, incident in one of the backgrounds of the videos for the song The Change that we'll get to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll get back to that then. Yeah. Uh, U.S. sanctions against Iran. Um, earthquake in Russia. 2,000 people die. Holy fuck. Pretty insane. I don't know why I never heard about that. Yeah. Uh, here's an even crazier one. Um, in 1995, there was a heat wave in the Midwest. Um, it was 104, over 104 uh, Fahrenheit in the afternoon for five days in a row. Mm. And uh, 3,000 people died. Whoa. Holy shit. I, I haven't checked those numbers, like double checked them, but it said that over, I think it said that 750 people in Chicago died. Whoa. Yeah crazy and we're we're starting to get to the point where like i remember 1995 because i saw toy story and jumanji and i went to disneyland for the first time i think uh so like i have that's like when i was like really lucid but i don't remember any of this stuff at all Mm -hmm. oj's found innocent Uh uh-huh that's something for uh here here's one uh maybe a possible spoiler for uh, a future season of the show uh grateful dead announced breakup Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's a big one. The Bosnian Civil War ends. I think that's when oh. the, U- the UN got involved. Yeah. So Enough Stalin. And I guess 
Let's talk <laughs> about these songs that are so memorable and have so much meat to really dig our teeth into. Mm, 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 savory. So right off the bat, uh, Garth is telegraphing that um, something's wrong. Uh, and <laughs> with the name things- of the song, the old stuff. <laughs> The old stuff. Uh, it's a song about um, this. This is the first song where uh, a new a new character enters uh, the Garthiverse, and it's um, <laughs> the Garth the rock universe. <laughs> the rock star is the new is the new cowboy. I mean, cowboys are also the old cowboys, but rock stars are the new cowboys. There's a lot of cowboys in rodeos, uh, but there's a couple rock star songs in here, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if we hear a few more. But uh, I yep. guess he's made, at this point, enough albums to start being nostalgic about being a rock star. Yep. So uh, it starts with this uh, little introduction. I'll just read the whole thing. Oh, I said a little prayer tonight before I came on stage. As I came walking past the drivers and the locals on the union wage, I asked the good Lord up in heaven, let me treat the music right. Then I prayed that Detroit Mm. goes wild tonight. So um, I think it's safe to say that they went wild. Garth has moved on from praying that uh, women will be like brainwashed into falling in love with him (laughs) and has moved on into like music fans. Which I guess is I guess is better mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's getting <laughs> that, that him and God have uh, agreed on a slightly less awful arrangement. Yeah. Um, um, so the rest of the song is just is just about that, like um, being a touring musician and uh, being a rock star. And the chorus is back when the old stuff was new, back before the buses and the hardworking boys and the crew. Uh, it was all one big party, but the business called it paying our dues um, back when the old stuff was new. So he's just saying, like, um, it was hard work, but it was mostly, but we saw, treated it like a party. Yeehaw. It was a super, super good time. We. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't our life great? Don't you yeah. wish you were cool like us? Yeah, um, uh, there is. There are a couple of fun moments in here, like uh, uh, a tornado nearly stole the show um, in Scottsdale. We just danced in the rain and listened to the thunder roll. Bow, yeah. bow, bow. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of cute. Video call out. Um, also, they have the uh, the friends in low places. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't know swinging with our that. low friends, playing that it never ends. Wouldn't trade a single day. Um. Uh, Another callback. I I think this is the first song that is unambiguously from Garth's viewpoint. Oh, that's a good point. Except yeah. for um, <laughs> except for uh, uh, Mima loves mop tops. <laughs> 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 that one was literally about Garth too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Family music night. That one. His dad murdered his mom. With the truck. <laughs> they don't tell you about that on Wikipedia. No. Um, th- this entire song after the intro has a really distracting and annoying crowd noise going on yeah, the through the thing. whole song. <laughs> uh, Garth, we get it, okay? Yeah, people love you. Seven pickers and all our gear in a rental van. 
The following year, uh, he went on his, I think it's second world tour, and I think 5.5 million people attended. Jesus Christ. How is that even possible? So, I guess he's earned it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this song is self-pitying? Because I thought it, it felt a little self-pitying. Really? Yeah. Um, Why? I mean, well, maybe, maybe, maybe better than self-pitying would be nostalgic. And it's kind of offensive to have that kind of nostalgia to be like, oh man, back in the good old days when like he is living this charmed life that his fans will never know. And he's obviously like a multimillionaire. Right. I mean, I I don't doubt that he worked hard and probably is a great performer and spent a hell of a lot of time on the road while cranking out an album every year. Um, But still it's, I don't know that that sort of like nostalgia is, a little off-putting to me. Hey, so yeah, the interesting thing about this song is that you forget that it's looking back, um, really, until the very, very last few lines. And he sings, hey, it's still one big party. You can call it whatever you choose. And then the last line is, you make me feel like the old stuff is new. And uh, I think that's interesting because it's like, it's kind of like a minor twist. It's like, oh, he's actually addressing this song to, to his wife, who to his wife, <laughs> who not to get blue or anything, but she makes his old stuff feel new. <laughs> yeah, these <D's> nuts, <laughs> those nuts. <laughs> my baton, my my baton rouge. <laughs> yep. Uh, there, there's a, there's a good line. There's a, a neon tan, whereas, uh, the, him and the seven pickers, uh, I think nose pickers, um, all their gear in a rental van playing music, never sleeping and working on a neon tan. That was a pretty good, that's a pretty good line. I like that. Hey, do you know what line I liked? Um, balls out, no doubt. This is what it's all about. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know, Cameron, that balls out is not actually like an explicit, uh, idiom. I think it has uh, no. I think it has to do with uh, loco, like old steam locomotives, and somehow a, there's like balls I- involved in the gaskets, if you know what I mean. And okay. like when you, <laughs> so, so, or maybe I'm thinking of balls to the wall. No, maybe. I think I think balls out. It I might mean, be. Garth is known for <laughs> pushing his balls <laughs> through his zipper when he plays. <laughs> yep. That's every time you hear him go. <laughs> it's because his balls are out and they get caught a little bit. Oh, that's. Oh, oh, oh. I'd like you to to. Do you have anything more to say about this song? Oh, fuck no. Because I really want to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, this like sci-fi fantasy uh, novel <laughs> that that he wrote as his second track. Yeah, Cowboys and Angels uh, by yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. Cowboys and angels. so okay so get this cam god is up in heaven just minding his own business and some cowboy is whining about being alone wham 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 so quote god took passion and thunder patience and wonder then he sent down the best thing that god ever made which is a horse for the cowboy to fuck uh no it's it's uh (laughs) he sends down a woman i guess but 
No. Throughout, throughout the entire he's, song, he, he sends calls... down angels. <laughs> no, no, it's it's pronounced Angel. Angel. <laughs> Anyang. Um, no, I I'm pretty sure it's just a woman, but Garth is calling her an angel, which is like it's like I don't know. It's it's like that old school kind of weird sexism, uh, the cult of womanhood or cult of what, what cult of domesticity that kind of like <clears throat> putting women on a pedestal as a way of not having to interface with them being human. No, I think this is a song about uh about like ungodly hybrid monstrosities of literal cowboys and angels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cowboys and angels in the outfield. They're hu- humunculi of leather and lace. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah. oh. Homunculi of leather and lace is going to be my new uh, specialist <laughs> website. <laughs> uh, and and only heaven above them knows why she loves him. Uh, but he must be the reason she don't fly away. So, like, the mm. only reason we haven't been forsaken by our Lord is because, <laughs> um, is, of a cowboy. Is because of those rugged, sexy salty sweaty cowboys and their leather <laughs> yeah and their saddles yeah and their whips did you hate this song uh, i mean i i didn't have enough I of a reaction to hate it. <laughs> i actually i actually kind of liked it because he usually garth like kind of drops a metaphor and like gets non-committal but he never once refers to like anything that could be like an actual woman or an actual man. It's just like, no, this is about cowboys and angels that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like the lines. It's a long way to heaven and one hell of a ride. That's kind of cute in this context. Yeah, yeah for it's a good. cowboy. Yeah, uh, there's right. some really cool music. There's some really cool music in this. Is there? Um, I don't remember it. I I do because I wrote some notes, but. I can remember because I so on leather and lace. There's sort of like a really momentary key change at the beginning of every uh, uh, every chorus. Hmm. Over the words leather and lace. Cowboys and angels, leather and lace. Uh, also, leather and lace is you know kind of kinky, kind of like that. Um, I think the I think the vocals don't cowboy shame. Uh, <laughs> I think the vocals Kink sound boy? good on um <laughs> uh on this chorus. I like I don't know who sings who's it seems like it's one woman for the last like three albums that sings like parallel harmonies no, with no, Garth Cameron, on his Cameron. choruses. It's an angel. Angel <laughs> in the outfield with a mic. Yeah. <laughs> I think Trisha Yearwood actually is um one of his background singers by yeah. this point. So that I really like her. her voice, if that's who it is. Yeah, mm. I I honestly like I'm staring at the lyrics dead in the eye right now, and I could not hum any part of this song to you. <laughs> I think though- it, let's see if I can do it. We'll, we'll we'll do a test. We'll do it back to back. I'll try to sing it from memory, uh-huh. and you and you play it, and we'll see if it's close at all. Okay. Cowboys and angels, leather and lace. Salt of the earth. Oh fuck! I forgot. Meets <laughs> you can get through two lines. Grace. I only remember the cowboys and angels part because uh-huh. of the cool chord. Then I forgot it. Cool. I have cool no chords. idea how the verse goes. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if I could hum any of these songs. 
Maybe the fever, <laughs> but it doesn't count because he didn't write that. All right. Segway. Rodeo time. <laughs> Rodeo time, motherfuckers. <laughs> He's got a fever. This is probably, this is probably my favorite rodeo song. I think of, of Garth's. Mm-hmm. I actually like it. I actually like it pretty well. Um, it's <laughs> what's he got? Oh yeah, a fever, 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 fever. Um, it takes a while to figure out that this is about a rodeo. Grab a hold of anything, hold on tight. Hits you like the venom from a rattlesnake bite. And then I actually like this line a lot. We're all here. Because he's not all there tonight. <laughs> so dumb. I think that's, I think that's pretty <laughs> clever. I think that's cute. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, he didn't write it. I mean, he just bastardized <laughs> it. That's all. Wait. So is this like a cover, or was it written for this album? Yes. It's 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 a cover of an Aerosmith song, but they totally fuck up all the lyrics to be about rodeos. Oh, really? Yeah. This is an Aerosmith song. Yeah, I listened to the original, and it's about uh, rock stars partying, oh. and their version of the chorus ends with "We're all here because we're not all there tonight," uh, because they're just like yeah. getting fucking sloshed and high. Well, I like this interpretation of the lyrics a little more. Mm. Like, I like this picture of. I, I'm coming at this like real, like real fresh horses. Like I, I don't <laughs> have any associations with it, and uh, I like this picture, this rodeo character who's like, like a little bit insane. Mm-hmm. He's like in mid coitus with this rodeo, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was fun. He'd even take a ride There's- on the electric chair. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, stick a rope on anything, because he don't care. <laughs> Push and rope in anything. <laughs> the way he says stick is super funny. The lyrics... Now I'm just wondering which of these lyrics is actually, like, an original lyric or not. Um, uh, and time turns inside out. I kind of, I kind of like... Uh, and riding like there ain't no clowns. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lyric. Um, How does that change your behavior if there are no clowns? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess maybe the clowns make him a little insecure because they're just <laughs> like kind of demeaning his art. <laughs> this ain't fun and games. This is my life. Fuck you, clowns. <laughs> I'm not here to clown around. You're here to you're here to clown around. That's obviously what you're here to do, and I wish you weren't. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't. Yeah. Um there's there's a kind of like fun like form extension on uh one of these verses. Uh what he loves might kill him, but he's got no choice. He's a different breed with a voice down deep inside that's screaming he was born to ride. Uh I don't know. It's like I kind of like this song. I think it's fun and dumb, <clears throat> and and it, I was entertained when I listened to it. He yeah, I he definitely like has some insanity, and I think part of that is that the way that he mapped the Mar- Aerosmith song like doesn't quite uh, work a hundred percent of the time. Like there's still some lyrics to suggest that he's 
uh, out of his mind or drunk or high or something. Here, here's here's a fun little lyric. Keep your mind in the middle while your butt spins round and round. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. Uh, the way he actually... I'm in the, the, way I'm in the middle of my own butt. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you always in the middle of your own butt? Um, the way he That's sings this on whole this podcast about. was... It, I mean, he's got like so much attitude. It almost reminded me of something of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, like, you remind uh, me a lot of Guns and Roses. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. Or Aerosmith. Like the maybe. end, it's very like knees, knees, knees <laughs> at the very end. Oh yeah, what the hell is up with the ending? He, <laughs> he's like, oh we're yeah, there's here. a real bonkers ending. <laughs> we're all here because he's not all there. That's right, and then it's just over. That's right. <laughs> so tired of hanging on so tight. I know you think he's crazy. Well, I think I'm right. We all here because he's not all there. That's right. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Not even the Aerosmith version ends in such a weird way. It's bonkers. It's really silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, let's move on to that old wind. Not that old wind. It's... That old wind. He asked her twice to come along. They said goodbye at the break of dawn. Cause she can't hold back. If it's meant to be It's a song about when you make a fart and there's no like <laughs> you just hotbox in a room and it's just hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> just won't go away. Oh man. Yeah. I wish I wish I couldn't relate to that. Um <laughs> This is a slow sentimental song. It's about a touring performer. I think it's sort of implied that it's a singer, and he has this groupie. Uh, who gets pregnant after a tryst with him 10 years ago. And he asks her to go on tour with him, uh, but for some reason she doesn't. It doesn't really say why. Probably because she's preggers. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know that instantly. Uh, He asks her, like, the the morning after, and she's like, "Mm, I don't know. I mean, she probably doesn't know. Um, Probably just because she has, like, self-respect or something. It's just like, (laughs) no, I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> and the titular wind, I think, is some sort of metaphor for destiny. Uh, because he, now he's back in town 10 years later. And they meet up and they get it on again. Uh, every yeah. time that it rains. They did not stumble with the buttons. Fumble. No. Fuck. <laughs> there was no fumbling or Fumble stumbling. Fumble with the stumpins. Uh, and then he asks her to go on tour with him again, and she doesn't. Um, uh, and he's apparently a lot less famous now because he's playing to smaller crowds. Um, yeah, and the and marquee then, misspelled his name. Yeah, pretty yeah. rough. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Uh, it, it misspelled it Garf instead of Garth. Um, and then it ends with like this weird bit, like verse, um, about how. Someday she'll tell him that the boy is his kid, and then someday he's going to tell her about the money that he's hid, I guess, for twist, her. Twist, twist, twist. Yeah. You don't learn about the kid until until the end. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so there's, I guess, two plot twists, but I mostly don't care. Yeah. Oh, there's another, there's another one there, and I think you may have missed it. I'm going to read this stanza to you. Ooh. And he asked her twice to come along... 
They said goodbye at the break of dawn. As his bus left out, she cried, with him standing by her side. That old wind had once again found its way home. What, so what about what that? It's, what it's saying is that his like his bus left and he stayed with her. Maybe. It could also be her son. No. It could be, because they do say goodbye. So why would they say goodbye and then he stays with her while the tour bus goes away? Uh, well, at, at the end, it says, um, but for right now, they're both in love. The only thing they're thinking of is that they're finally where their hearts have be- always been. Mm. So I think it's saying that he just like, he's like, no, I'm done. I'm staying here. Hmm. But then I, why do they su- say goodbye? Well, because like it was a last minute decision. Huh. Or, or, or maybe here's what it is. They said goodbye to his band. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. They're saying goodbye to the break of dawn. They said goodbye yeah. at the break of dawn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're saying goodbye to the night, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, Meh. we could debate more, but I, mostly I just don't care. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the only other thing I have to say about this song is that the piano and the strings sound terrible really dated bad like mid early 90s ballad production yeah yeah he does this and yeah i'm not crazy about it yeah yeah um it's it's that like christian pop like yeah. ballad sound that n- i guess that industry never grew out of mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh and there there's a there's there's two like fa- uh, song ending fake outs. Um, it's after uh, where is it? Uh, that old wind had found its way home, and then nope, song's not it's not over yet, motherfuckers. Oh, and then Jesus. at the very end, there's like a you know bring it back now one more time <laughs> kind of moment, and then they like you know jam on that on that on that great on that great groove. <laughs> Yeah, it's really groovy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Nathan, I think it's time we we got rolling along. <laughs> God damn. That's a good segue. Let's roll on to rolling. Let's find that higher gear and keep it rolling. Life's gonna run you over if you don't get going. She said, oh. She was born to a mother trucker raised oh behind God. the wheel. So sassy. Mm-hmm. And it, and the reason it's so sassy is because mother trucker is almost uh, a swear cuss. Oh, my God. He almost said <laughs> the swear word. You know, that really bad one. <laughs> that really bad cuss. <laughs> Ducker. Yeah. Mother dammer. Uh, and then, and then third line, we get, we get a, a low rumbling E from, from Garth. He sings that real low note. It's he very do- low. He does sing some really low notes. He sounds good, yeah. though. Riz behind the wheel, so you can blame it on the highway. For the way she can't sit still, she said life is like... He sounds great. Yeah. No roughage. It's pure tone with like a little, just like... 
a, li- a little bit of grit, but I think it's on purpose. I think he could sing it just super straight if he wanted. Yeah. But it's a super low note. Yeah. Like, it's not like... Uh, it's not like acapella band, like we need to hire a, a bass singer, mm-hmm. you know, like low, like novelty low, but it's very low and it sounds great. Yeah. So that's cool. What's the uh, song about though? What? Explain it to me. It's about Garth singing low. <laughs> um, so it is for it's, us. it's just, it's just about uh, like this guy who finds this lady and she's just like super sassy and she's just got to like she's a truck driver i guess um and she likes to have doesn't it say that um i mean there's a lot of like keeping it rolling stuff about how she keeps moving forward like a shark uh oh i guess she it does say she wouldn't hang up her wheels but then yeah. he he said I was afraid to take a back seat, which I don't. Trucks don't really have back seats, right? <laughs> I think you're I think you're reading into the metaphor a little too much. <laughs> There's obviously she she obviously has it's sort of an inversion, like a gender role reversal, like of the uh, the the highway trucker song, but it's from a woman's perspective, and it's not lonesome. It's like she just loves being a trucker, and he's in love with her, and she's always and he's always wondering if she's ever going to like prioritize him over over the road mm-hmm. um there's a lot of like fun sassy lyrics in here i'm just gonna read this whole stanza real quick well i knew i was in trouble when she told me that talk was cheap said if you're tired get on the sofa because the bed's no place to sleep then she reached down <laughs> and she kissed uh-huh. Lord, it, lo- it knocked me to my knees, uh-huh. which I can only assume <laughs> resulting in an injury. <laughs> she kissed him so hard, it knocked him down. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's I, di- I just now noticed it's saying that she, like, is giving him a BJ. Mm, she, I mean, then she could she... be just, like, giving him a, like, little tug while she kisses him. And then in response, <laughs> yeah, he goes down and goes down on her. Yeah, and and I knew if I was gonna get naked, he literally pronounces it naked. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna have to roll up my sleeves and keep it rolling. You don't uh, have to roll up your sleeves if you're gonna get naked. In fact, you should probably roll down your hilarious. sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he talks her into getting married. Uh, I was always afraid. Uh, oh, she wouldn't hang up her wheels. I was afraid I'd take a backseat to the way the highway feels. But each day, she's pulling over more than she used to. She knows love is like the highway. The main thing you got to do is keep it rolling. Yeah. Uh, I would I would have liked this song a lot better if, like I uh, alluded to earlier, it were about sharks instead of uh, trucks. <laughs> keep it swimming. <laughs> I'm in yeah. love with the truck. Isn't, isn't I mean, there the some... Shark. <laughs> A shark truck. Isn't there some uh, movie line about how like love is like a truck or relationships are, are like a shark? They they, they have to mo- keep moving forward or they're going to die. I know. A relationship, I think, is, is like a shark. You know, it has to constantly move forward or it dies. And I think what we got on our hands <clears throat> is a dead shark. There's some like kind of fun moments in here. Like I like the main rhyme 
Oh, I get the blues if the rhythm ain't got no soul. You got to keep it rolling. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. I like I like that that it's like it's they hold out the roll to make it rhyme. Yeah. And they're like, "Lin." Lin. <laughs> I think that's like kind of clever. Although That's I, her name. Greg does Lynn. this sometimes. Keep it yeah. roll, Lin. <laughs> I'm not crazy about this thing that Garth does sometimes. I don't know if I can think of any examples, but he sometimes just throws in a couple like uh, music metaphors that feel um, non sequitur. Uh, like in the chorus, uh, he sings, moving with the motion of a melody. Oh, I get the blues if the rhythm ain't got no soul. Garth, the song is about trucks. Mm-hmm. It's not about music. Yeah. You don't have to make music metaphors. You're playing music. I think he's trying to like... <laughs> have some sort of metaphor that combines sex trucks and music all at once and it doesn't really work i mean yeah. i guess i guess you you often listen to music while you're driving maybe but eh, yeah. it doesn't really work <laughs> uh there's some very good pedal steel fills in the in the very end of this song mm-hmm like yeah, some after of the roll in, it goes like, <laughs> super fun. <laughs> yeah, it's got some good instrumentation and background vocals. Yeah, yeah. And then during the re- and then during the recording, um, uh, one of one of Garth's uh, uh, pubes got pulled out by his zippers because <laughs> he gives a little ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> meek, meek as always. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, all right. I'm, next, I'm all next done. Song? All done. <laughs> <laughs> next. This song is called The Chain. I hear them say you'll never change things. And no matter what you do, it's still the same thing. But it's not the And it's about a person that helps someone out, basically. That's pretty much the entire plot. Um, there's the lyrics one hand reaches out and pulls a lost soul from harm uh, and then the narrator is still troubled that there are tons of people that he can't help um, but his motives I mean I was kind of on board with the song through the first verse but then he he really impugns his own motives in the chorus uh, because he says it's not the world that I am changing I do this so the world will know that it will not change me uh, so it's not that yeah. he's saying, oh man, you know, even if I only help one person, that's still making the world a better place and it matters for that person. He's like, right. no, I'm doing this so that I feel better and so that other people look at me and they know that I'm better than this world. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, this is the like super emotional song that, um, features the Oklahoma city city bombing footage in the background of the music video. Um, so I don't really know what that has to do with this. Yeah. That seems really inappropriate. Yeah. Um, especially since this is about like helping disadvantaged people, mm -hmm. you know, like (laughs) it's not about violence. I mean, right. I guess like while well, all the hatred, rage, and et cetera, but like I don't know. Yeah, and you it's know, another I kinda, one that I thought this. Hmm? Go ahead. I thought this song. I thought the philosophy was interesting um, because 
yeah, it's, is it self-centeredness or is it like an acknowledgement of personal limitations and the importance of exercising compassion for personal happiness? Um, I think that's like hmm. a, I, I think that that's a compelling way to sell the idea of being compassionate is like, you actually feel better when you share your stuff or when you help people and when you're not just like a motherfucker who like, like, uh, keeps to yourself and is isolated, mm-hmm. um, and never helps anyone. Um, I, I kind of appreciate that and I think relate to it because I think, um, I don't know. I don't know if it was effective for anyone. I, I think that it is strange that the song is so adversarial with the world. Yeah. I do this so that the world will know that it will not change me. I don't know if he's talking about the people who are trying to make the world a worse place with their selfishness or if he's talking about just like nature. Yeah. Like the I mean, nature of man. I think I th- it's another thing that sounds straight out of like contemporary Christian music, which the 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 instrumentation and the songwriting for the song also sounds like that with really bad violins and strings and shit. Um, but that kind of like adversarial attitude toward the world, I think is, is very prevalent in that kind of milieu where it's like, right. Um, I mean, it's in the world, but not of it. Yeah. It all goes back to St. Paul and his like weird dualism. Yeah. Well, I guess it goes. Thanks a lot, Paul. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, Paul. You fucked us again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I'm Paul. I can create a syncretic synthesis of uh, Christ and Plato and Greek or Roman thought. So the little deceptive cha- cadence at the end never changes me. Goes to the minor chord. Give me them tears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't go to the one because uh-huh. the minor chord very powerful <laughs> uh, i guess yeah yep. and i also like the character in this song it makes me wonder like would you, who'd you help bud like who is, <laughs> what is this thing that you did that is you're being so goddamn self-righteous about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's so vague it's like one hand reaches out and pulls a lost soul from harm that's all that he says he doesn't even literally he yeah. does he literally does not even say that he did it um, I guess he says that saving well, said, just I the do one. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah. weak. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, boring. Next. She ran out into the ocean. And to this day they claim that if you go down by the water, you'll see her footprints in the sand. Every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne. Uh, oh man, I don't know how to talk about this one. So this is a, a ghost story, <laughs> a really dumb and bad ghost story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't tell if it's about a cowboy or about a rodeo person. It's definitely about a rodeo it- person. Okay, drew a bull so- no man could ride. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I guess I just forgot because, you know, <laughs> every song's about memorable. radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So basically, um, it's a couple in California and uh, the man in in the couple uh, goes to Wyoming in the 
woman says, if you do that, I'm going to leave you or something like that. And uh, it paints the scene. It's a storytelling song. And um, it says uh, they packed up all his buckles and shipped his saddle to his dad. And by the way the house looked, she must have took it bad. The workers came on Monday to fix the door and patch the wall. They say she just went crazy the night she got the call. Um, did he hmm? did he die or did he just go rodeo and she didn't want him to rodeo? She died. They packed up all his buckles. Okay, I couldn't even tell. Shipped the saddle to his dad. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and so then she goes and kills herself. Yeah, and then there's a really weird. <laughs> <laughs> they they say. Um, she just went crazy and they say it because this is a story, I guess, deserving of an urban legend. Um, <laughs> she walked right uh, into scre- legendhood screaming out his name. She ran out into the ocean. And to this day, they claim the people perpetuating this urban legend mm-hmm. <laughs> that if you go down by the water, the, uh, you'll see her footprints in the sand. Cause every night she walks the beaches Cheyenne. Now, wait a second. Cheyenne's very landlocked. But hold on. Uh, how do wait? What? Uh, Some sort of supernatural magics. It's a really strange. I guess it's kind of a metaphor. There's like this weird, like geographical overlap because she's living in California, and presumably yeah. she's. Uh, walking on California beaches, but he refers to that as the beaches of Cheyenne. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like sort of a left or hard in San Francisco type situation where yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it really works. Yeah. And the weird thing is the, the, the main, uh, like characters in this song are the, uh, the, the community of people trying to solve the mystery of her, Right. Spirit and her body. It's like mostly talking about they never found her body, just yeah. her diary by the bed. And uh, and everyone's just speculating about this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, it's really strange songwriting choices. Some some say she's still alive. They even claim they've seen her. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what happened? Who cares what happened? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm Let's getting talk so, about it some more. so tired of these rodeo songs. They're all the same. They're, they all feature a man who just can't help himself rodeo riding and the woman who wants him to stop, but he'll never stop. And she's just a yeah. nag, nag, nag and says she's going to leave him. And he's like, oh, I just can't help myself. I got to fuck that rodeo. I think, I think, I think Garth finished when he wrote that rodeo fucking song and then he's just been like kind of dozing off to sleep and now he's having just sort of like weird vague rodeo dreams. <laughs> That's what we're getting. That's the title of his Post- next album. Post-coital rodeo dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the old, uh, the afterglow, I think they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he, here's an interesting so fact. So many sighs in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just have so little to say. But here's an interesting fact. This is one of the first songs where I've seen there be an actual useful comment on the songmeanings.com web service. Ooh. Because there's there are several people who comment on this song who point out how much it reminds them of a rodeo cowboy named Lane Frost who died in Cheyenne in 1988. 
Um, huh. Yeah. I don't know if it... I. It's not like his wife was living in California and then she just walked into the ocean, but right. it made these people think of this guy, Lane Frost. Ma- made them think of that one particular rodeo man who... Um, uh, died because what he did was stupid and pointless. <laughs> the only one, the single rodeo cowboy, he died from how stupid that is. Yeah. Um. There's some good pedal steel work. Uh. It sounded like there might even be some pizza gato in the mix, buried way deep. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell. You're um, just a hound dog for that pizzicato. You uh, just hound for it. I love it. Mm. You just pick up the scent and you're just like, where, where is it? <laughs> I'm so hungry for that pizza gato. <laughs> Meow. 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 All right, enough of this song. Uh, let's talk about this really strange next song <laughs> called It's Midnight Cinderella. It's Midnight Cinderella. Time that you should know. There's gonna be some changes in the way this story goes. It's Midnight Cinderella. And it's a sexy mother goose. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It, it's about a woman who's been mistreated by a dude after the quote-unquote ball uh, when he turned yeah. into a rat. And Garf is saying that he's there to score her on the rebound. And in non-specific ways, things are going to change. And but he doesn't really say how. And then he just like uh, uh, he does say how he's Peter Peter, oh, the God. pumpkin eater, and the party's just begun. <laughs> Get that pumpkin, Garth. Get it. Get that pumpkin. So l- eat that pumpkin. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Cameron: Have you ever met a woman who didn't want to be uh, come on to in the language of? Uh, preschool nursery rhymes and stories. <laughs> Women eat that shit up, right? Uh, <laughs> the little old lady yeah. who lived in your pants, right, yeah. lady? Yeah. Yeah, especially especially um, if they have a cowboy baby fetish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy baby. All right, well... Here's some nursery rhymes. Get naked. I'm going to do I mean, more sorry, than naked. kiss you when you're a sleeping beauty. <laughs> oh, God. That's not a lyric in here, is it? <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I, I'm, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he's Peter Peter the pumpkin eater. I guess more than horses are turning into rats. And by the way, he's walking... I could guess where your slipper's at. Oh, snap. In his butt? What, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, is that? does that mean she kicked him in the right in the butthole? <laughs> is that what that means? Because I, yeah. <laughs> I was scouring my brain trying to figure out if that was an innuendo of some kind. I even looked up on UrbanDictionary.com slipper, but it was inconclusive. <laughs> you ever been like acting crotchety and someone's like, where where? Where are your slipper at? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. The implying that I kick my own ass and that it's annoying me having my own slipper rammed right up my butthole. Get that get that glass slipper out your ass. <laughs> Ow. I mean, I mean, I, uh, not to kink I just, shame if someone's into that. I just like, I just like that she's just like 
just like a strong independent woman and isn't afraid mm. to like um just like it <laughs> irreparably harm this man for being a little bit gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i guess it's kind of fun that he's like connecting the pumpkin from cinderella to the pumpkin from peter peter the pumpkin eater i guess um i kind of like it <laughs> yeah it's all right oh there's this one moment this is probably here's the, here's the thing Th- this song is silly on purpose yeah and it's silly on purpose the whole time yeah. and garth is just like just just laying into how silly it is and i think it's fun i yeah. got it i was disarmed by it it was silly and stupid and fun I agree. I mean, it's it's fun. Um, I it's not musically very memorable. It's not catchy. Um, the, the the height, the best moment in this song is. Uh, hey. I got it. I got it. You know where I'm going with this. He says, "I got a few new magic tricks your godmother can't do." Let's let's stop. Let's stop real quick there and, <laughs> and think about that. Hmm. What can a godmother not do? Hmm. hmm. What All could right. he possibly Continue. be getting at? Cameron, what do you think? Maybe I'll look Consult up the Godmother on UrbanDictionary.com. Uh, Yo, you got a Godmother? <laughs> um, a Godmother trucker. Um, and then he says, I'll show you what it means to bip, 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 boppity, boo-hoo. <laughs> he pronounces he it like... He pronounces it boo. He literally pronounces it boohoo. I'll show you what it means to bib, 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 bobbity, boohoo. He's one of those people who just like finishes having sex and just bursts into tears, I guess. I mean, maybe he's losing his virginity in this song. (laughs) He didn't lose it in that summer after all. Uh, No. Every every time Garth has makes love, he loses his virginity, <laughs> like a virgin touched for the very first time. Yeah. Oh my God, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> the time you felt like a virgin. I no. Okay, so I got to tell you about something. I uh, I joined a bunch of um, Facebook uh, Garth Brooks <laughs> groups. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, and I found some delightful garth brooks memes and one of them is garth brooks like standing by a wheat field like posing you know and like looking Uh out into the wheat field and it it just like it just (laughs) it has the the lyrics the stanza of that song that summer uh, about like every time he passes a wheat field he gets a boner um but yeah and it's like do you remember that that song's not like (laughs) That song. That song's about sex. <laughs> it's not With about a wheat. Wrinkly old lady. <laughs> it's not about wheat. It's not like some sort of like patriotic like waves of grain. <laughs> Amber waves of boners. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's. I, uh, I I posted our show uh, and I haven't gotten any responses. Really, except for the one main the the one main Garth Brooks group. Um, I did get one response, and it said, "If there's any Garth Brooks music in this, I'm gonna need to take this comment down." <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> like because we. Oh, I bet it's because they're hypersensitive to the fact that Garth really yeah. locks down his internet presence. Um, yeah. There are even some lyric sites that won't show you Garth lyrics because they're not authorized to. 
because they're too precious. They're, they're just precious, too precious gems yeah. that need to be protected. Yeah. <laughs> and not bastardized like AZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, eat that pumpkin up. Carve that pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that he's on board with Cunnilingus. Like, I've said it before he and I'll say it again. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it, Garth. Like, there, I think there's probably a lot of country stars who are too, like, into the weird, like, machismo bullshit to, like, go into that kind of stuff. But, Gar- I mean, it, Garth has his progressive streaks, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> streaks. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way of describing it. <laughs> yeah. He didn't wipe enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one, Cameron. She's every woman. A.K.A. He's every James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> It all makes perfect sense When it comes down to temptation She's on both sides of the thing She's sun and rain, she's fire and ice Uh, A little crazy, but it's nice And when she gets mad, you best leave her alone Cause she'll rage just like a river. Then she'll beg you to forgive her. She's every woman that I've ever known. Every woman that I've ever known is, um, a little bit emotionally unstable. (laughs) And I just wanted to write a song about it. She's just a little, every woman is a little crazy. I mean, is that, (laughs) is that such a controversial thing to say? Yeah. I know normally I, I I I set up the whole cow the whole cowboys and angels dichotomy, but really she's cowboy and I'm and I'm the angel in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, uh speaking of those lyrics, um uh I have these in my notes. These are in chronological order. Uh I have a note that says before I listen, sexism ahoy, just based on the title. Uh, and then, yeah. and then I have in my in my notes after the first two lines, yup. Uh, and then, yeah. and then I sort of backtrack and I'm like, well, maybe not. Um, the the first verse. What defini- made you rethink it? Well, uh, it seems like this song is actually about a specific woman. Cut to the chase, Nathan. It, it it eventually gets to the fact that. Uh, it's about one specific woman. Um, and the reason he's saying that she's every woman is it's this weird, like compliment that he's trying to pay to her that like, she is sort of like an amalgamation of all the women he's had an attraction to in the past. Like she's the summation, his platonic ideal of what a woman should be. Uh, and that she's large. She contains multitudes, uh, which is strangely whip manian. (laughs) Uh, uh, which is a that's a very nerdy reference to make. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah, English majors. Am I right? Where are my English majors at? Uh, yeah, I think that's what he's trying we, to go for. I'm not. I'm, I don't think he's trying to say every single woman is a little crazy, fire and ice, blah blah blah. Uh, that might be true. I don't think that anyone gets the song though. If that's true, I think you're the only one who understands the song. <laughs> I don't even know if Garth understands this song. I don't know how many writing credits he has on it, but yeah, I mean, it, I think it's it's most and it comes out most strong in the very last. Uh, is it a chorus or verse or who cares? Uh, where he says yeah. she's anything yeah. but typical. She's so unpredictable. 
Oh, but even at her worst, it ain't that bad. She's as real as real can be, and she's every fantasy. Lord, she's every lover that I've ever had, and she's every lover that I've ever had. What do you mean, and what do you actually mean? And do you actually mean it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is what I was wondering. And the, the most baffling, the most baffling uh, quatrain is, um, it needs no explanation, because it all makes perfect sense. For when it comes down to temptation, she's on both sides of the fence. Actually, uh, what it it needs it, a lot of it explanation. Doesn't, it doesn't make perfect sense. Please explain. I need explanation. <laughs> I don't understand this song. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say it was well written. <laughs> yeah, I just I think that's what he's going for. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, besides that. I mean, even including that, it's still pretty forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the melody kind of reminds me of This Ain't Tennessee, uh, but in a specific part that I forget and is not memorable and I can't be bothered to care about or explain or drop in comparative sound samples <laughs> later in the editing. So, She's everything I want to do again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny line <laughs> that is pretty good actually <laughs> uh, she's making oh love on rainy nights oh every time that it rains every time that it rains okay she's in that kitchen yeah nothing but an apron on <laughs> i See guess that dress falling i guess we're moving on to the big finale of this record Oh my god, this Jeez. song is so goddamn stupid it's and dumb. It's so dumb. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> it's the so, dumbest song in the world. So Garf takes on Irish music. And by takes on, I mean he, he's uh, belligerently stumbling toward it like an angry drunk trying to capture its essence. Ireland, Can we take a, a real pause just just for a second and talk about like okay so I I like in theory I like the idea of of white Americans not seeing their like not taking pride in their identity as like white Americans but looking back to their heritage because they actually have heritage mm -hmm. and like I like the I like the concept of that maybe but for some reason for some reason Mm -hmm. I I cannot stand when 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 white Americans who are just like so removed from their Irish roots just like just claim Irishness. Yeah. It, it is intolerable to me. I completely And agree. not out of like not out of an appropriative like I don't care. I doubt Irish people care. Like maybe they do. I don't care. But like um I just like it's I hate it and I don't think I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, I think it's really aesthetically off-putting, and it's just like this weird like romanticization that seems to have nothing at all to do with the reality. Or it, it, it's it's born out of kind of a refusal to even engage with the actual tradition at all. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I'm going to have this weird, hazy, Avalon mists idea of what Ireland is. And then yeah. I'm going to write a fucking song about it. Um, 
I yeah, it's really irritating. Agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a story song, a pretty generic story song. Um, Is I, it a story song? <laughs> sort of. Uh, there are these Irish soldiers who are outnumbered. They're 40 against hundreds. And he says, it's in someone else's bloody war. We know not why we are fighting or what we're dying for. Uh, and if this were an actual Irish song, they'd be fighting the English. Because yeah. that's what Irish people do in Irish songs. Um, yeah. And in the chorus, Garf says... Why are we here? What are we doing again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the invaders. <laughs> um, in the chorus, Garf says he's coming home, implying that he's dying, and sort of his spirit is kind of waltzing off to Ireland. Because heaven, <laughs> heaven is in Ireland. <laughs> Oh, the Emerald Isle. <laughs> it's a real heaven on earth. Um, and even though it's a stupid and senseless war, Garf tries to get a real sense of triumph out of a sneak attack on the other side. Cool. <laughs> yeah, they snuck up on them in the middle of the night and murdered a bunch of them, even though they yeah. don't know why they're fighting or what they're dying for. Yeah, that's real triumphant. Yeah, um, th- the thing I like about Irish about the Irish is how um, how senselessly violent they are, <laughs> and how accurate that stereotype is. That's yeah. what I really. That's what I. That's the thing. I think that's that's what it comes down to is that that's what they relate to. Yeah, like white Americans. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the it, well, there's some there's some kind of. Well, I, I'm of two minds about the instrumentation. It opens with vocals and hurdy-gurdy, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if this were a real Irish song, it'd probably be Ilian Pipes. Um, yeah. And Wikipedia says of hurdy-gurdies that most hurdy-gurdies have multiple drone strings, which give a constant pitch accompaniment to the melody, resulting in a sound similar to that of bagpipes. For this reason, the hurdy-gurdy is often used interchangeably or along with bagpipes. But yeah. I don't. I've never heard it used that way in Irish music. I don't know. Yeah. Do you Do you know how it's constructed? Do you know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a super weird uh, instrument. Um. You, do you want to describe it for our listeners? <laughs> I want you to describe oh. it. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that was a if that was you. I'm offering. putting you on the spot. Okay. Okay. Well, I did look at the Wikipedia article like yesterday. Um, All right. So it's it's a. Uh, Imagine like a weird sort of guitar that you hold in your lap, but instead of a guitar, the neck where the strings are sits on top of the like uh, body of the guitar where it like resonates. And instead of plucking the strings and fretting them, you use a a cranked wheel on the side to um, give that like constant uh, vibration of the strings, which is why it has that, uh, that sustain sound. And you use, instead of fretting the strings, you use these little, like, wooden stoppers to make the notes. Um, so you Basically like, fret- like a little keyboard. Yeah, yeah. It's like sort of a, it's it's a, <laughs> it's the 15th century version of the keytar, basically. That's probably the most succinct way to, to talk about it. Um, and, 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 yeah, like the, like, like I mentioned earlier, it does have these drone strings, which are not actually um, directly sounded. But they uh, vibrate in sy- sympathetic vibration with the uh, melody strings. Yeah, I, um, I I don't think you. So instead of a bow on the inside, it has a rosined wheel 
Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. rubbing against the strings. Yeah, <laughs> rubbing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have a uh, basically they use it as a fake Ilian pipes, um, and then they for have some reason. Yeah, for some reason, uh, maybe they couldn't find a Ilian pipes player in Nashville, and then they have fake <laughs> Buran sounds. They have these weird like tubby tom toms that just it sounds like they took yeah, the drum key. Yeah, it just key. sounds like a jungle beat or something. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they Tarzan. Just, <laughs> they took the drum key and like loosened the skin on their toms, and then just like yeah. whoop whoop. It's super weird. We are 40 against hundreds. It's a lot of wub wubs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wub 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 wub. <laughs> I, I love that dub set, dubstep. Wub 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 This song is basically on the level of river dance, and it's about the time yeah. of the river dance too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think in some alternate universe, there could be a version of this song that could be cool or interesting because there are a lot of connections and overlap between country and American folk music to the folk music of the British Isles, including Ireland. Um, Mm -hmm. They have a lot in common. Uh, In fact, Rachel was telling me that she was in a pub in, uh, shit, Galway, I think? Somewhere somewhere in, in Ireland, not in Dublin. And she was uh seeing people at a session um playing traditional irish tunes and then they played some like american country tunes and yep they love them over there yeah that's what i hear yeah um a lot of old-time players over there too oh really appalachian oh interesting and banjo stuff yeah i can see that okay i just wish that like the level of engagement that they display towards our music, Garth like had even two percent of that for this song towards their music. Uh, yeah, <sighs> he just likes he just likes tasting. He just wants to get a little taster of everything. <laughs> but he the the weird thing is like he actually pulls Taste it off that Cajun. Yeah, he he does like he really pulls it off for the Cajun music and like he does his yeah. new grass song like he and uh, even he does yeah even like his weird like country jazz mr blue version so i just wish he... and he pulls off billy joel i don't like <laughs> billy joel that much but he pulls it off <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that sex tape yeah <laughs> <laughs> where he pulls him off oh my oh my god oh, oh my god oh, oh. oh my god <laughs> i got i gotta go on the, on the dark web i i cameron cameron i, uh, Cameron, I, I gotta go <laughs> I'm gonna go dig up those those I'll, old chevers chepping out each other. I'll, I'll be right. I'll be back in about uh, two minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there's no coming back from where I'm going, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um, that's the end. That's the last song. God damn it! <sighs> Pretty bland. Yeah, there's some like, l- l- there's a little bit of lev- levity, yeah. and it's very shallow. In yeah. this album, uh, mostly not offensive. Yeah, like just you know, but just like I don't know, I didn't mind it, which is probably the worst case scenario for this podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds uh, me of how the Flophouse talks about uh, the truly bad movies, where it's not something like The Room or Birdemic Shock and Terror, where you get this enjoyment out of how amateurish and silly it is. It's like the worst movies of all are just straight up boring and uninteresting. Yeah. And then it's hard to even make a podcast about them 
Yeah, I think um, we're going to get into that territory. People always talk about old Garth Brooks, mm. classic Garth Brooks. Uh oh. Pe- no one, no one talks about modern Garth Brooks except for Chris Gaines, who we are <laughs> rapidly approaching. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I hope like that's one the bright or two spot. More, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like 1999. So yeah, it's like two oh, two albums more. Yeah. Um, I hope that's the bright spot. Um, so. You ready to go to the Amazon? Uh, before we before we do that, uh, I want I do want to share uh, something that I found on um, the Garth Brooks, like the biggest Garth Brooks fan page. Mm-hmm. This is um, Eric Douglas um, mm-hmm. sharing a a selfie with um, himself and and Garth. Um, oh, I'm going to read this real quick. Mm-hmm. It was take it was. It's it's dated the the picture is dated uh July 16th 2008. I'm not sure why given this story, but I happened to be with Garth on 9/11. I was his driver in New York. Whoa. I have to tell the group that I almost had to threaten him not to head in that direction. We were about 2 miles away when the second plane Stuck the ch- tower. He said stuck the tower. jeez. Oh, <laughs> All I had on my mind at that time was, I have to get you out of the city pronto. All caps. Many do not know him personally, but he is one of the most genuine people that you could ever meet. I'll see you in Atlanta next week, brother. You and the queen, in, in parentheses. Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, acor- <laughs> acor- according to Eric... Garth literally wanted to run towards <laughs> towards the disaster. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that because this feels apocryphal. Yeah, it does feel apocryphal. Also, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, Steve Buscemi yeah. like was a volunteer firefighter right. after nine eleven, um, but he had firefighter experience. I don't know what Garth is going to do. Yeah, it's going to. I don't know. I don't even want to make jokes about it, but like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just thought that was really strange. Huh. What a strange story. So anyway, go to the Amazon. Amazon. Cameron, let me ask you a question. Does the acronym GOAT mean anything to you? G-O-A-T? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no. Okay. I, I'm not going to read the title of this review until the end. So N. Graves writes, this is the only way to get Ireland and cheese every woman and one of the rare places you'll find Cheyenne. So I bought it because I have a soft place in my heart for each one of those things. Uh, And this is the the top (laughs) rated squishy. (laughs) Yeah. The top rated comment or positive comment, by the way. And they go on to write, this is a permanent fixture in the CD player in my car in parentheses. I don't know what I'll do when I get a car newer than my current 2014 and it doesn't have a CD player. Don't make me think about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they write that in all caps. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. And then they follow it up by saying Garth is country with a capital C. Garth is goat. I love this CD. And again, goat is hmm? all caps as if it's an acronym. Hmm? And then they finish by, <laughs> by saying, I mean, it's midnight Cinderella, but don't you worry none. Need I say more? Uh... <laughs> Bet, 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 bet. 
so the title of this review is Goat. Garth Brooks is truly the greatest of all time. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so they just made up their own acronym and it's used an it. Unfortunate acronym. Yeah. <laughs> Garth really gets I'm my look goat. That up. <laughs> See if that's like if my goat this boat. Is, <laughs> See if this is the only person to ever use that acronym or or not. Oh no. It, I I typed in goat acronym and it shows up uh wow. as like a, a featured Google thing. Uh greatest of all time and then there's a picture of a goat. <laughs> the greatest Let's... goat of all time. <laughs> that is the best goat. G G goat. Greatest goat of all time. OG. And the goat and the goat in that goat is another acronym. <laughs> Greatest, greatest of all time of all time. <laughs> okay. Uh, top critical review is two stars by Maria Ramos, who says, hmm. title, great, I'm so glad for shopping with Amazon. And she writes, great, I'm so glad for shopping with Amazon.com. Thank you very much for all CDs from Garth Brooks. Smiley face. I love those compact discs. Yeah. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> I just I just love this this trend that we keep seeing for Garth albums where the top critical review is someone who seems to accidentally <laughs> give it one or two stars but raves about how much they love it. <laughs> I think oh, that's boy. really cute. I like that. Um I have two song meanies for you. Uh about the song The Change. Uh JDE uh, girl O something somehow I don't know writes this song really makes me think of all the efforts put into the attack on America capital A's mm. all of the people that helped clean up and help people out thanks everyone we're all Americans and I had no are, are we <laughs> do, you, do you think that <laughs> this sounds like the kind of person who doesn't know that, that Puerto Ricans are American <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right <laughs> I'm just um, going to go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. And I had no idea what this person was talking about until I saw that the date of their comment was May 24th, 2002. And I was like, yeah. oh, Attack on America isn't some new anime from the writers of Attack on Titan. It's talking uh, about 9-11. Nathan, do you watch that show? I've watched the first season. That's okay. all right. So we could talk about that in our in our anime cast. <laughs> anime cast. <laughs> Just our weeaboo cast. <laughs> Waifu. Um, so, comments on the beaches of Cheyenne. Mushi Mushi writes, This song is special to me because this girl I once knew perished like the girl in the song. She was interesting because she found a cyst in her left breast and I had to have it removed. <laughs> or not... <laughs> doesn't say I had to have it removed. <laughs> it says she found a cyst in her left breast and had to have it removed. Thanks yeah. for you, patience, through the taut times. <laughs> so, the way in the which... The taut times are rough. I can attest to that. <laughs> That's true. They're tight. Uh, so, the way in which this girl was interesting was that she found a cyst in her left breast. <laughs> That's what made her interesting, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. It's a real I mean, John Green book movie. <laughs> what? Oh, is that Fault in Our Stars? I think Writer. I I don't know. You're interesting because you're dying. You're beautiful because you're dying. <laughs> I I have problems with commitment, so you're beautiful to me. 
<laughs> essentially. You're beautiful to me because I know this is a short-term thing. Yeah. <laughs> You've got an expiration date. Uh, my favorite part is that uh, is that I'll, get, I'll learn to forget you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, would you say that uh, morale is lower than after Rope in the Wind? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. It kind of is. I think it is. It's it's lower and sh- and shallower. I feel like our morale was low but deep because we were mad after Rope in the Wind. Yeah. And we're not we're not mad now. We're just almost sad, but A- we're just like apathetic. Yeah, apathetic and. Uh, yeah, I think it's about to get rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, props to Garth for being able to induce emotions in his audience at all, even if that emotion is ennui. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's that's us, the ennui cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, should we throw well, on the towel signing for Signing off, I'm, I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I'm bored. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'm riding like there ain't no clowns. I'm a, I'm a stale, old, dead horse. <laughs> I'm the greatest goat of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real hurdy-gurdy right. man. <laughs> uh, I'm a real forgettable lyric. <laughs> <laughs> and that, in its own way, is the truest of them all. Yeah. He asked the good Lord up in heaven, let the let me treat the music right. And God was like, nope. <laughs> Won't let you. Stop asking me for stuff. <laughs> I hate you. Cameron. Also, I don't exist. <laughs> Cameron, sometimes, all too often, God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. <laughs> Not in this specific instance, but in, in many cases, yes. Hey everyone, this is Nathan popping in at the end here, and in lieu of those hilarious out-of-context bits that you all know and love after the music, I'm going to take this moment to say a few things that we forgot to say during the recording of this episode. You can check us out on the internet at boxset.website, which somehow that's a real URL that works for some reason. You can email us at electronic underscore mail at boxset.website. And if you could check us out on iTunes and maybe drop us a review, that would really make our day. That that would help us out a lot. Um, You can also check out Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up In The Cool. You can see it at CameronDeWitt.com slash GetUpInTheCool. And because we had so little to say this week about this week's Garth Brooks album, I'm just going to drop a uh, recording from his podcast. It's just a, a tune that he played where Cameron is playing the banjo. And he has his guest, Hunter Walker, who's on the Mountain Dulcimer, and then their friend, uh, Brian Bell, on guitar. So this tune is called Hangman's Reel, and it's from a recent episode of Get Up in the Cool, and it's super awesome. So I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) 